Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Let's pray for souls. We want everyone to go to heaven, right? Father, we're crying out for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman, in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. We're praying for their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now and in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, please reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed would come to every boy and girl, man and woman, and they would humble themselves before you, repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And then we pray, Father, and agree you'll get every person into a good Bible-believing teaching church. They would then be baptized in water. They would receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're agreeing that every demon-possessed, demonizing, captive person is being set free, and all the sick are being healed from every sickness and every disease. And, Lord Jesus, we agree your people are receiving and walking in financial abundance, prosperity, debt, cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. We believe and we agree, and we say thank you in Jesus' name. But also, Father, we pray for the Jewish people, Father. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem according to your word. We agree, Father, they have an everlasting covenant to all the land of Canaan. And, Father God, we pray that you will give them complete victory in their war against Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS. Anyone who comes against Israel, Father, would be put down, stopped, if necessarily destroyed. And we thank you for it. And, Father, we agree that all remaining hostages are being released, whether it be through special forces or your angelic host, and they're returned to their homes safely. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name. All right. We're going to be talking about the power of the blood of Jesus, but you know there's so many things in this country that require our prayer and agreement because we do not want to see the terrorist attacks and destruction come to America. So agree with me now, Father. We come to you, Father, in Jesus' name. We agree, Father, that every terrorist, every foreign soldier, every uh, drug cartel person, sex trafficker, Father God, prisoner, every person who has come across the borders to do evil, Father God, you're revealing them, you're exposing them, and whether it would be through law enforcement or your angelic host, you're driving them out. We specifically command the 12 sleeper cells in America to be found out and removed. We specifically command every terrorist with vans and bombs in it that are going to big cities to let them off are being exposed and their bombs are being uh, defused and they're not able to do this wicked evil deed. We agree for that now in Jesus' name. 
Father, we ask that you would secure our borders. Father, don't let any person come across illegally, and those who have, Father God, drive them out. And we thank you for it. And Father, we pray against any terror attacks, against our electricity, our gas, our oil, our coal. Father, we t thank you for fossil fuels. They are a blessing of the Lord. We're agreeing and calling forth, Father, that Keystone Pipeline to be reinstituted very soon. We agree there's going to be more oil wells dug. We're going to be more coal mines, Father God. We're going to use all our fossil fuels for the glory of God and be energy independent again, Father, and remove all wickedly leadership that would prevent this from happening and we agree for that right now and also father god protect our water tables we understand there's been threats against our waters protect our wells protect our city water don't let anybody poison or contaminate protect our food our farms our farm production plants no more destruction of them father god again lord we ask for your help father god and lord let there never be an emp attack against america and we agree for it right now. And Father, one of the greatest dangers is that digital currency. You've revealed through your word, Father, this is part of the one world government. This is something from the pit of hell. So, Father, this wicked, evil plan of Joe Biden, the Fed, the WEF, send that plan into confusion and derision. May they continually fight among themselves. May they find no agreement whatsoever. And we agree there will be no digital currency until after the rapture of the church. And we agree for that right now. And Father God, you know the terrible persecution your servant Donald Trump and his family has gone through. Conservatives are going through and Christians. Father, we plead the covering and protection of the blood of Jesus, protecting Donald Trump and his family, all conservatives and Christians, protecting us, our homes, our vehicles, our pets, our finances, everything you've blessed us with and put in our stewardship, Father God. And Father, we decree we are your Mordecai's, Father, and we agree we'll continue to show faith. You'll show us favor. We will be promoted these last days. We declare we're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. And Father God, these Hamans, these who are trying to destroy us and harm us and do us evil, not only do we agree they will not be able to do it, but just like in the book of Esther, you will hang all the Hamans, Father, in the very gallows that they've prepared for us. And we thank you for it. And we agree also, Father, there'll be no more viruses or pestilences released in America. And if any country or person tries to do it, Father, they would be found out and you will shut it down completely. And Father God, we also agree for America. Father, we pray for sexual purity. We agree with your word, Father, that the only sexual relationship that is godly, that is righteous and acceptable to you is one man and one woman in a marriage covenant. Father God, we pray that will be established in, again in America. It will be established in our schools and colleges. Father God, and all sexual sin would be repented of, and you'll set those captives free. And we thank you for it now, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So many things to pray for. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about the precious blood of Jesus Christ. What, how important is the blood of Jesus Christ? Well, I want to start out with the scripture in Revelation chapter 12, talking about the end times. 
Again, again, I believe it's talking specifically as we start in verse 7 about what will happen in the middle of tribulation. There'll be war in heaven. Satan will literally be cast upon the earth. He'll have no uh, uh, access to the heavenlies. He'll actually be here on earth for three and a half years, probably personally indwell the Antichrist. And boy, you talk about hell breaking out on the world. It's going to be terrible. But again, God is bringing judgment from heaven upon wicked, evil people. And also he's revealing himself to the Jews and many will get saved. But let's start in verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Of course, you know that's Satan. And the devil fought with his angels. Remember, when Lucifer fell and became the devil, he was probably one of the three archangels. And he can convinced probably the third of angels with that were with him to rebel with him. So not only did Lucifer fall and become Satan, he convinced probably his third of the angels to fall with him. Okay, so there's more godly angels than ungodly, but Satan does have his army of fallen angels, and you need to know that. And prevailed not, neither was there found any more, uh, found any place more in heaven. And that great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil. See, the devil, and the Bible interprets itself, and Satan who deceiveth the whole world. Did you hear that? He deceiveth the whole world. If you believe anything out of the White House and the mainstream media, you're believing a lie. You're receiving fake news. And remember, if you believe a lie, you live a lie. So you better have some discernment and get born again and have that gift of discerning the spirits. It's desperate need in these last days. The devil and Satan who deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren. That's who Satan is. The accuser of the brethren is cast down who accused them before our God day and night. Now notice, talking about end time tribulation saints, you remember, even though the church is taken out just before the tribulation, which could happen any day, any time, it's that close, then a Christ shows up, and the day one of the tribulations, he signs a seven-year peace treaty with Israel. Okay, that begins the tribulation. Okay. He appears to be a good guy. You find out by the middle of the tribulation he's a bad guy. <laughs> and he does great, terrible, wicked, evil things. But there will be people who get saved even after the rapture of the church. That's good news. You have the two witnesses in Jerusalem sharing Jesus, doing great miracles, godly miracles. You have the 144,000 Jewish evangelists sharing Jesus. And you have angels preaching the everlasting gospel. So people will get saved. But many will get martyred and killed because of not only the judgments of God being poured out, but because of what the Antichrist will do once he truly takes over and demands people worship him in the middle of the tribulation. But notice how Christians of all times, how we defeat the devil. Here it is, verse 11. And they, 
born-again believers overcame him, Satan. How do you overcome Satan? By the blood of the Lamb. You know that's Jesus, right? And by the word of their testimony, if you're saved, you have a testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. And those tribulation saints will, many of them, die and be martyrs. Of course, again, being forever in heaven with Jesus, that's everything, isn't it? Okay. I'll go ahead and throw in verse 12. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. In other words, only the last three and a half years of the tribulation does he have to wreak havoc. But how do we overcome Satan? By the blood of the Lamb of the, and the word of our testimony. Let me put it this way. We, you and I, the believer, overcome Satan when we testify personally to what the word of God says the blood of Jesus has done for us. Well, what has the blood of Jesus done for us? Okay. Number one, we have redemption. Redemption means a ransom, to buy back. You know what? We've been bought back from the devil. <laughs> okay. Romans chapter 3, and we'll start verse 21. But now the righteousness of God, and that means having right standing with God, apart from the law, apart from the Ten Commandments and the Old Testament law, is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Okay, here's how you get righteousness, right standing with God. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why everyone has to get saved. Being justified, that's a fancy word for being uh, declared righteous freely. In other words, Jesus paid for your salvation by his grace, unmerited favor, through the redemption, okay, the redemption to be to buy back again. How do we get buy, back bought again? Here it is. That is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25. Whom God, God the Father, has set forth to be a propitiation. Kind of a fancy word for mercy seat. How? Through faith in his blood. Whose blood? Jesus' blood. It is the blood of Jesus that has bought us back from death and hell and the devil. Jesus died for our sins and rose again, and his precious blood is what God the Father said he would accept for you and I to be bought back again and redeemed back into fellowship with Father God, with the Lord Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God. But that was the price. That's why we talk about how wonderful the blood of Jesus is. We plead the blood of Jesus. We overcome Satan by the blood of Jesus. Our sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Are you getting the picture here? We talk about one of the most important themes of the Christian life is Jesus Christ and his blood. Because, back to verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, a mercy seat through how? Through faith in his blood. We have faith in Jesus and his blood, and we're forgiven. And we become children of God, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, saints, immediately when we repent and we give our lives to Jesus. His blood is applied to our sins, and we are forgiven by God. Amen. 
to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Maybe a couple more scriptures. I want you to see how important it is, and it's all throughout the Bible. But Ephesians 1, 7, the Bible says, and you go back to verse 6, talking about Jesus, in whom we have redemption, remember that fancy word, to be bought back again, through his blood. Here it is, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You know how important is the blood of Jesus? 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, the Bible says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed, we're talking about redemption through the blood, that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain manner of life, that's true of all of us, received by the tradition of your fathers, but how? But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, and that's why we love Jesus and we talk about his blood. Okay, so redemption through the blood, but also we receive cleansing by the blood of Jesus. Let's start in 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And that's how we're to live, right? Notice this. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now notice as a Christian, we are to walk in the light. Well, what happens when I sin and mess up as a Christian? First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So even as Christians, we still mess up, we sin, we get our eyes off Jesus, say and do the wrong things, and again, we need to stop doing them. But when we do mess up, we confess, we fess up, we repent. Lord, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Or I, maybe I should have done what you told me to do. And we repent, apply the blood of Jesus to our sins, and we get up and in fellowship with God, keep going forward. But the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. Amen. Back a wonderful book that has so much to say about the blood of Jesus is Hebrews. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, we'll start verse 22, the Bible tells us, And almost all things are by the law purged with how? Blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. You see, you cannot get to heaven by being good, doing good. That doesn't cancel out any sins. You are not forgiven for anything by being good or doing good. In fact, you've already been bad. I don't even know you. You've been very bad. You probably broke all the Ten Commandments if I could take the time and explain them to you. Do you understand that? That's why all mankind needs Jesus. And the only way anyone is forgiven is through the blood of Jesus. There's no forgiveness except through the blood of an innocent sacrifice. And remember when Jesus came on the scene, John the Baptist saw him. He said, John 1, 29, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He died on the cross, gave his life, shed his blood. And Father God says, When I see the blood, I will forgive you. 
which means you have to repent and turn to Jesus and trust in what he did for you on the cross and you freely receive salvation. And when you do mess up, you confess that sin, apply the blood of Jesus to it, and keep walking forward with God. Let's have another fancy word when it comes to the blood of Jesus. It's called justification. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, therefore being justified, and again, if you want to describe that, to be declared righteous, <laughs> therefore being justified or declared righteous by faith, here it is, we have peace with God. Oh, how can I have peace with God? Because I'm a sinner. I've messed up. Here it is. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's explain it a little more. Jump down to verse 8. But God, God the Father, commended his love toward us, you and I, in that while we were yet sinners, good news, Christ died for us. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, we love Jesus, don't we? But notice verse 9. Much more than being now justified, remember, to be declared righteous, how? By his blood. The blood of Jesus, it's precious, it's awesome, it's wonderful. That's why all Christian godly churches talk about the blood of Jesus, preach about the blood of Jesus, and sing about the blood of Jesus. One way to know if you're in a good church or a bad church, does your pastor talk all the time about Jesus and his blood, and do you sing about it? That's a little key to know if you're in the right kind of church. Okay. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath. Oh, praise God. The wrath of God. How? Through him, Jesus Christ. Jesus paid it all. We are justified, made right. We're acquitted. How? By Jesus and his blood. Let's use another fancy word talking about the blood of Jesus. It's called sanctification, which literally means to be made holy or set apart. Do you know that's because of the blood of Jesus too? Let's prove that. Let's go to back to Hebrews chap again, chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, and we'll begin verse 10. And this is so exciting. You need to study the book of Hebrews, okay? Hebrews 10, 10. By the which will we, the believer are sanctified. Again, set apart, made holy. How, how do you get set apart and made holy? Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Oh, I love that, don't you? And every priest, now it goes back to talking about the Old Testament, standeth daily ministering and offering often the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. You don't want to be his enemy. Notice verse 14, talking about the blood of Jesus. For by one offering, that's his death on the cross, shedding his blood, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, set apart, made holy. How? Through Jesus Christ and his precious blood. <clears throat> are you getting the picture here? Well, let's continue in the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Let's go to verse 12. Wherefore, Jesus... Also that he might sanctify. Again, what does it mean? Set apart. Maybe be made holy. How can I be holy? How can I get set apart from God? Here it is. 
Wherefore, Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered outside the gate. Oh, praise be to God. It's the precious blood of Jesus Christ that sanctifies us, makes us holy with God's own holiness. It's Jesus and his blood. Oh, do you see why Christians talk about Jesus, pray to Jesus, read the word of God, overcome Satan by the blood of Jesus. You see, the blood of Jesus defeated Satan and his kingdom once and for all. But we have to apply the blood of Jesus by faith to our lives, to our circumstances, when the enemy comes against us. That's why we have to speak and declare in Jesus' name and by the power and authority of his blood, Satan, get out of here. I resist you in Jesus' name. You have no authority over me. You have no power in me through Jesus' name and blood. And you got to exercise that authority. Do you understand that? Sanctification, that means life. Do you recognize the life of God is in the blood of Jesus? Let's go back to an Old Testament pa- passage now. It was, it been, this has been true in the early times, okay? Leviticus 17.11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Again, God letting us know this. And I have given it to you, mankind, upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. Here it is. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. God told Old and New Testament, no forgiveness of sins except through the blood of an innocent sacrifice. In the Old Testament was lambs. The New Testament now, through what Jesus did on the cross, through his death, burial, and resurrection, and shedding his precious blood. Oh, praise God. You know, why can Christians, why can I come boldly to God in prayer and talk to God and have my prayers answered? Do you know what that has to deal with? The blood of Jesus. Do you get the picture here? Let's go to Hebrews again, chapter 10, verse 19. You see, it's all about Jesus and his blood. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Hebrews 10, starting verse 19. Having therefore brethren, he's talking about Christians, that's you and I, right, who are born again. Having therefore brethren boldness, oh, we can do it bold, we can intercede bold, we can pray boldly, why? Having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, Jesus is the high priest, right? Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Oh, that's good. Why can I boldly come to the throne of grace? Well, number one, because Jesus is my high priest and he acknowledges 
Father, it's Gary. He belongs to us. He's repented. He's trusted me as his Savior and Lord. The blood of Jesus has been applied to his sin. So now, Father, let's listen to Gary. Let's see what he has to say. Let's answer our, his prayers. He's part of the family of God. And that's true of every born-again believer. Boldness. The blood of Jesus. Well, how about if I messed up of sin? Lord Jesus, thank you that it's your precious blood that forgives me. I repent of this thought. I repent of this word. I repent of this deed. Cleanse me, and I'm cleansed. And now I can go forward in my prayers, whether it be for myself or others. I can come into the holy and holies, but not on basis on me, on basis of what Jesus has done and accomplished with his precious blood. Do you understand that? So, we have redemption through the blood of Jesus, cleansing through the blood of Jesus, justification through the blood of Jesus, sanctification through the blood of Jesus, the life of God is in the blood of Jesus, and we intercede and have access through the blood of Jesus. Do you know Jesus is your Savior? If not, let's take care of that right now. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I understand, Lord Jesus, I can't save myself. I understand, Lord Jesus, you died for my sins and rose again, and it's only your precious blood that will forgive me. So I come to you, Lord Jesus, as a sinner. I repent of all my sins. Cleanse me by your precious blood. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and life and to be my Savior and Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I will love you forever. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.